Ah, uh, good evening, good morning, and good day to you all. Where we are on the other side of everything else. This is the sixth sense edition. This is the sixth episode. This is the election episode. Oh, don't we all? Ah, let's get out there and vote, people. the other side of everything else glad to have you glad to be here glad to be alive glad to be here with every one of you like just reach through the screen and give you all a big old hug if i didn't think most of you are just nasty people i'm just kidding i don't know half of you i don't know most of you and probably know some of you so anyway anyway don't know where i was going with that but this is uh going into the election coming up in uh the just about a week or so, a week and a day from what I'm recording right now. And uh, first of all, I want to jump into, uh, I'm not, I never really considered myself a Democrat, never really considered myself a Republican, an independent, whatever. I, I just look at the individual and I vote, which I think is all right on your local elections. Because you're getting people in there, they're young, they're not corrupt or, you know, you know the people, especially if you're from a small town. If you don't know them, then you need to listen to what they're saying. You listen to each individual and you take it for what it is. And and are they following through with what they say? Are they doing what they say they do? Are they good people? And I think me being from a small town, you can do that. And you don't have to be so uh, divided on a Democrat and Republican. But once you start getting into the national level, that's when it's, I used to not worry about it. I used to go for the individual that I liked or whatever. And, uh, but right now I just don't know. I mean, the Democrats are in there and they got control of the, the house. They, you know, they got control of all the Congress basically, and they can't get nothing done. And then uh, I know Kamala's bragging. She's been the tiebreaker on uh, all these votes or whatever. Maybe not brag about being a tiebreaker maybe uh you're the first woman vice president the first african-american vice president and i can i stop right there i don't want to say african-american anymore i just uh, you're you're black you're an american you've never been to africa hell you don't even go to the border so that's you're an american that's that's one thing we need to stop we need to quit labeling latin american african-american uh Chinese American, whatever, you know, Indian American. It's an American or you're not. So let's just stop that right there. Let's be Americans. And uh, back to my point about uh, the Democrats. I just, uh, I'm not here to bash them. I know there's some good ones out there. I have, uh, you know, family or some. I, and I, and all that, but I think most of us agree that everything is in the, the crapper right now. And uh, you have nobody to blame but who's in office. But let me jump into a little video. First of all, uh, I want to give a shout out to my rejected reality buddy, and hopefully we get that going again pretty soon. And uh, 
after putting this episode together, I appreciate him a whole lot more on what he did there. That's uh, it's a lot of work going to find these videos, put them together, getting them ready for this. And uh, so, you know, let's get Sean. And if you don't follow Sean, follow Sean because he, he may be out there uh, taking some time and, and, and sprouting some of his knowledge. Because he's the, because I, I didn't get a chance to make notes. Uh, like I'm busy with uh, getting a rental together right now. The, so I didn't make notes of where I'm just winging it. Not right winging it, not left winging it, just winging it. And uh, anyway, so anyway, shout out to him, follow him, see what he's got going on. Hopefully we'll get Rejected Rally back together. But right now we're on the other side of everything else. And we, it's usually music. We've dabbled in TV, and we've dabbled in the movies, but now we're going into the politics. And now we're going into, uh, let's take a look here, what we have here. What do we have here? Let's check in with the leader of the free world, the president, who secured more votes than any other in history. Here he is talking about his veep, Kamala Harris. You elected the highest ranking black Indian with Indian background woman in American history to be vice president. They even even he don't know how to address her because they tried to just shove her down her throats as she she's black she's a woman she's Indian she's she's whatever and they're trying to grab all the minorities they could and trying to do it all in one fell swoop and it, it's backfired because well I mean that was him let's just take a look at Kamala last eighteen months. Democrats have delivered. Let me rephrase that. Over these last 18 months, Democrats have delivered big time. <laughs> I'm so glad she added the big time in there. That kind of put it all in perspective right there, didn't it? More than 2 million illegal immigrants crossing the southern border. That's big. And don't forget the dramatic increase in violent crime in Democrat-run cities. No wonder Kamala is proud. Uh, did you know? Even she said Kamala. Because that's how it's pronounced. You could say, hey, it's Kamala. But that's just because you put a K where a P should be and you're not Pamela, you you're Kamala. That's what it is. That's how it's pronounced. You can change it, whatever. You can be a they. You can be a them. You can be a a, a horse, a goat, whatever you want to do. But anyway, let's quit changing things and let's just concentrate on what needs to be done. And maybe we'll get something done. So let's see what Kamala had to say. I actually broke John Adams' record of casting the most tie-breaking votes in a single term. <laughs> the girl can't do nothing without laughing about it, so how can you possibly take her serious? And, and if that's your accomplishment for being the first woman, African-American, Indian, whatever, then you're just not working it. But let's go, let's take a look at uh, the man in charge been a bad week for the president a bad week for how this president is perceived he called vice president harris the president he fumbled the name of britain's new prime minister he was confused about the student loan handout he said when he took office the economy was in ruins that is not true 
And yesterday he said gas was $5 a gallon when he took office. Again, that's not true. He did all of this in one week. Look, no one wants to pile on. He is the president of the United States, and America wants and needs a focused and energetic leader, but that's not what we have. He's not focused. Watch out if he strays off the teleprompter. He's not energetic, frequently appearing tired and almost worn out. Everybody sees this. Members of his own party keep him at arm's length. Very few Democrats want him to campaign with them. His White House staffers try to keep him under wraps because they know the damage he could do, even with a friendly interviewer. He's being shunted to the sidelines, wheeled out occasionally to make a brief presentation straight from the teleprompter. Who knows who is really calling the shots? I think this presidency is already winding down, and I think it goes into a tailspin if the Democrats... And a lot of these sources I got, I tried to stay away from Fox because I know somebody says, well, you're just listening to Fox. No, uh, every day I listen to Fox, uh, NPR, and uh, Reuters, and then uh, whatever else I happen to find, you know, is talking about it. And this is a lot of these are other countries, you know, one's Australia, one's England, uh, you know, UK, whatever. And uh, so there's a it's not going unnoticed. The only people that's not noticing it, or at least not reporting on it, is the American media. And when you get right down to it, the media is our biggest, biggest detriment, our biggest villain or whatever right now, because they're the ones that's not telling you what's going on when you really need to know what's going on. They've shown over and over that it's all about the votes. And no one believing that of this is really simply the fault of Vladimir Putin or Donald Trump or racism or climate change or whatever the current thing is this week, maybe monkeypox. People are starting to look at the man who is, sorry, let me try this with a straight face, the man who is <laughs> in charge of the Oval Office. See, um, even they don't believe he's in charge. Indeed, the entire intellectually bankrupt so-called elite leadership class that are propping him up. Here's an example of this. Now, the other day, Joe Biden wrote or signed off on or was told about after his nap an opinion piece appearing under his name <laughs> in the Wall Street Journal. And in it, he wrote these words, quote, a dozen CEOs of America's largest utility companies told me earlier this year that my plan would reduce the average family's annual utility bills by $500 and accelerate our transition from energy produced by autocrats. Yeah. <laughs> well, not so fast. Even the Washington Post, which until very recently has been the modern-day corporate Pravda of the Biden administration, found this to be too much. Their fact-checker, the reliably left-biased Glenn Kessler, awarded Biden's claims for Pinocchio. And that's the thing about it. Even the people that were behind them at the beginning, the the oh, I'll start to call him on his bull, you know. And that I mean, it's just, it's just getting uh, ridiculous. I, and I'm just going to kind of skim through here, see what else I hit. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I have no prep for this because I've got so much going on. Oh, yeah, that right there. That was uh, before, right before that, Biden had got on there and he had claimed that he was a. Uh, in the Naval Academy in 1965, and that's how he did it. He goes, in 1965. Could find of this thus far. 
uh, Joe Biden's 2008 autobiography called Promises to Keep. <laughs> There's a title right out of Orwell, does not mention the Naval Academy. Others have pointed out that the U.S. military was heavily involved in the Vietnam War by the mid-1960s, and had Joe Biden attended the academy, he would have had to serve in the Navy upon graduation. Right, except that Biden received five student draft deferments during his four years at the University <laughs> of Delaware and subsequent three years at the Syracuse University College. See, see, so much, so much going on there. So. Joe Biden, I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. But today, forget the weird stuff that Biden says that doesn't make any sense. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by gold, you know the, you know the thing. Forget all of that, though. And Come on, man. On his falsehood. You know the, the thing, the thing that does stuff it. Up, but he does seem to be a fabulist. Here are just five examples. Number I'm one. My buddy Sean, it's almost like elder abuse at this time, putting him out there doing The former it. vice president said three times during the month of February alone that he got arrested trying to see Nelson Mandela in prison. I had the great honor of meeting him. I had the great honor of being arrested with our UN ambassador on the streets of Soweto. Hey, we know all these are lies. I mean, they're just straight-up lies. And anybody's kidding herself and they're coming up with excuses or just hurting themselves. You gotta vote. I don't care if it's uh, Trump, DeSantis, Abbott, whoever. But you don't like Trump or you don't like this. Whatever. Look, look and see what else is out there. Because just like when Biden was running before, I was truly asking why I shouldn't vote for him, and I could not get one answer to tell me why I should. The most common answer was because I don't like Trump, which we see with that goddess. And then uh, the second one would be, kill yourself, you're a racist. But here's something that you might not know. Uh, does anybody know about the diesel prices and we're about ready to run out of diesel fuel? This is why is this happening, and the answer for once is a very simple one, the war in Ukraine, that's why it's happening. A huge percentage of Europe's energy came from Russia. Those imports have now been banned, supposedly to punish Vladimir Putin. What's the result of this punishment? Well, the Russian ruble is now far stronger than it was a year ago. The European economy, meanwhile, is collapsing. Europeans are much poorer than they were when the war in Ukraine started. So how is that a victory for Europe and the West and democracy? Well, that's a fair question. It's an obvious question. But no one in Washington appears to be asking that question. Instead, the Biden administration is doubling down on the self-destructive mistakes that are destroying the European Union. The White House banned Russian oil, natural gas, and coal. It was our moral duty. And then at the same time, the Biden administration crushed domestic oil production here by canceling oil and gas leases. And then, as if that wasn't enough, the Biden administration sold a piece of our strategic petroleum reserve, maybe this country's most important resource, to China. All right. Now, is anybody paying attention? All the answers are right there. We are suffering because we are paying for a war against Russia and Ukraine, which has nothing to do with us because none of that is affecting us. I know they're not NATO, so we can't step in, but we can send them billions of dollars and all kinds of weapons. I know Putin's like, you know, evil or whatever. I mean, maybe so. I don't know. But there's got to be better ways than what we're doing. Because all we're doing is hurting our people. That's one thing about Trump. That 
I don't see how anybody could deny it was a good saying, whether he like, believed he was following through with it or not. But America first. America first. Say it one more time. America first. We need to take care of our own people. We need to be taking care of our people first. But anyway, it gets on into, or we're like 25 days out of being uh, out of diesel fuel. Uh, and there's a lot on here on the Tucker Carlson thing. Uh, and I couldn't find a lot of people talking about it. I did find uh, one more uh, local one that was saying a little something. Diesel fuel prices are not only high right now, it's just getting hard to find. And there are several factors at play, including the crisis in Ukraine and the transition to cleaner burning fuel. This is an issue that will com impact consumers throughout the Triangle and Central North Carolina. CBS 17's Zena Harley joins us. And it's a lot mostly, it's shortages like shortages are already affecting North Carolina, Virginia, states like that. Just take a look behind me here. You can see the price it's of going that to catch up with all of this. Johnson County, $5.09 per gallon. But you mentioned Virginia and South Carolina, two other states dealing with the shortage right now. Even if you don't personally use diesel daily, you will likely still feel these impacts. That's because diesel fuels the trucks and the planes that carry our goods from coast to coast. The shortage also comes at a time when many people are planning that holiday travel. I spoke with a local travel agent today who says while travel prices may go up, you should be prepared to dish out some more cash once you actually get to your destination. Now, see, here's what you got to remember. So, if what's if that's all true, because see, we've depleted our of our reserves. He keeps dipping in there trying to save the prizes because he's trying to save his ass on the you know his Democratic Party because they keep screwing things up. And, and when gas, gas prices are higher or whatever, people's going to look at that. And I remember when first started going high and all that, they are like, well, he don't have control over the gas prices. That's the uh, companies or whatever. You know, if he don't, then how come he's going over begging these other countries to supply it to us? And he does have control whenever he stops the pipeline and he puts uh, restraints and, and on these leases or whatever. So, so yes. They do have influence, but then APAC or whatever, OPAC, whatever it is, uh, they uh, came back and uh, denied him that they was going to produce more oil. And then he asked them not to announce it until after the November elections. Tell me that is not political. I mean, look me right now in my eye with a straight face with my rush shirt on. And tell me that that's not political. You know it is. But anyway, let's jump back in. We're talking about the elections. And uh, let's see, who else do we have uh, going on here? We're talking about the fuel and all that stuff. But here's somebody, AOC. Let's talk about AOC just for a second. Just to throw you somebody else, show you somebody else in the Democratic Party that got put in there. I don't know why. I don't know why these people are getting voted in. It's the same way a lot of people probably say, well, I don't know how Trump got voted in. Or well, you know, because we needed a change. That's why he got voted in. Because they were running Hillary Clinton, who was just probably one of the most crooked politicians in our history. <laughs> and still running free. But anyway... Here is how she acts. You want to talk about how Trump acts or 
a DeSantis ex or whatever. Check this. Check how she acts. And this is her people telling her she's got to go. Oh yeah, just a big joke. At a town hall this week, as they are voicing their concerns about. Yeah, it was over. Uh, she sent money over to Ukraine, but she also got her member. She's also uh, one of those people that was bailing out uh, rioters in 2020. So, I mean, that shouldn't even be a surprise. But before we on the election stuff, let's jump into another big hot, you know, because we got the fuel thing going on. And you got to remember if diesel fuel stops, you know, if it diesel fuel stops in 25 days they're saying thanksgiving weekend then you gotta if everything's coming to a standstill so you better be stocked up on your food you better be stocked up on your supplies because nothing's going anywhere farm machinery we're not going to be producing food because we you won't have diesel fuel is used in all of it so it's a pretty scary thing. I mean, that and the whole railroad situation, you know, that's still looming. And I ain't even got that on here because there's so much to go over. But, uh, and then uh, let's talk about the border. I mean, let's talk about that for just a second. Illegal border crossings are at an all-time high, according to Customs and Border Patrol. More than 2.7 million migrants crossed the border illegally last fiscal year, which ended on September 30th. Allie Bradley's breaking down the numbers in this morning's border report. She is in a border state in Arizona. Good morning, Allie. Yeah, good morning, you guys. Obviously, unprecedented numbers that we're seeing here. The most migrants ever recorded coming across the U.S. southern border, and in that does include at least 20 people that were on the uh, FBI's suspected or known terrorist watch list. That brings the... See, wait a minute, you guys, listen to that. That's the, the people that they've detained on the known, you know, that they know that was on the list. That's not talking about the people that got through. There's a reason that fentanyl is in, and you got to watch everything you do now because fentanyl is a big-time drug that's just going to kill you. I don't care who you are, it's going to kill you. I know you, you read about these rock stars, you know, they survived heroin, you know, they just, fentanyl, you never read about anybody surviving fentanyl. I mean, if you do, I, I good luck to you. I mean, if that's, if that's your brag for the day, but, but anyway, border, all time high. And then, of course, there's an interview with Kamala not too long ago, Kamala interview with her not too long ago talking about how, how the border's under control and then i watched another interview while i was getting all this together where she's talking about well i've never been to the border and i've never been to europe either you know what you're the vice president maybe you should get around a little bit more i don't know get around more than what you just said uh, just sleeping your way to the top or whatever happened there i i don't know but so much i know this might probably gonna be run long but i gotta cover the pelosi the paul pelosi not the Nancy we're getting on the Paul, her husband. Because it's uh, well known that, well, their house were broken into. And to a CNN exclusive. Thank God he is uh, recovering. About the attack on the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. A source familiar with the incident tells CNN that the suspected assailant 
had a bag of zip ties during the break-in on Friday. Paul Pelosi is still recovering in a hospital this morning. He suffered a skull fracture and injuries to his hands and right arm when he was struck with a hammer. President Biden speaking about the attack for the first time and blasting those who have propped up conspiracy theories. It's one thing to condemn the violence, but you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real, that it's being stolen, that all the, all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. There, right there. Turned it political. Political. Don't care about Pelosi. Talked about uh, people not uh, you know claiming that the election was stolen. Well, you know what? Didn't Al Gore do that back in like 2000 or whatever it was? You know when he lost was that Al Gore? Was that Dan? I don't maybe it was Dan Quill. I don't remember now. But it's not like you know he's done it. Clint, uh, Hillary Clinton just did it in 2016 when Trump won. Trump does it, and all of a sudden there's a trial. Beat them, get rid of them. You know why? Because they're scared of them. And what scares them is that he's not scared of uh, Clinton and, and and all those cronies. But anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But uh, and I, I hate to take a thing, but is that you know what? Some of the things gone on, nothing surprises me. There are so many questions not answered in this whole Pelosi thing. And uh, you know, he just like I said, Biden just made it political. Talking about the, you know, not to throw in the whole election thing in there. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if Paul was the sacrificial lamb. I mean, get, the, you know, eyes on them and another goods and they're putting, you know, bad eyes back over on the other side. And, but uh, even the old Elon Musk, you know, he had his little thing to say. Just days after becoming the new owner of Twitter, Elon Musk raised concerns about spreading misinformation on the platform. He deleted a tweet responding to Hillary Clinton, writing, there is a tiny possibility there might be more to this story than meets the eye. That's what I'm saying, Mr. Musk. There's just so much it does not add up. And I'm sure that we can say it better on here than what I can say. Um, Lara, I want to go to you quickly first. You know, in Christina's report, she mentioned that this suspect has ties to writing about QAnon and COVID conspiracies. But when he lived in Berkeley, he also has ties to an address there that had slogans of a completely different kind. Well, that's right. And I think anyone trying to connect this guy in any way to a political party, to any other person, I, you can't do that. You know, we don't have a motive from police yet. We have very little information. So many questions at this point. I think the only thing we do know is that this guy was obviously very troubled, mentally unstable in some way, as, as we heard from his ex-wife uh, or ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, and that's unstable. really all we know. But you're right, Anita. People are trying to cherry pick these certain things that he po posted online and say, well, this connects him to somehow Republicans or conservatives. He lived in a house that uh, apparently had slogans that a lot of people would associate with the Democrat Party or with liberals in some way. So you cannot at any point so far connect this guy in any way to a political party. And I think it's very reckless to do so. Right. I think you're talking about Black Lives Matter slogans, LGBT pride. All right. There we go. See, it even upset Bruce down there. Look at that. He's all upset. 
But anyway, see, that's what they do, though. The media jumps out there, and they try to throw it all one way to make you think one way instead of putting a whole story out there and letting you make up your own mind. So please, whatever you do, just make up your own mind. Because the election's coming up, listen to everybody. Because I'm not saying everybody on the Republican side is good and everybody on the Democrats evil. I'm just saying you got to listen to everybody. I mean, the Pelosi thing, it's a terrible thing. And I could keep going on, and they keep going on, because, it, first of all, Biden tried to politicize it right there. And, it, it's, and then, he, then he tries to condemn anybody else that does it. No body cam when the police showed up, and there's a third person answered the door. I, I hear there's a 911 call. I didn't get a chance to check that out, but I, I have it under authority that uh, that uh, there was a third person that made the 911 call. Where's that third person? Who is that third person? And then uh, the windows were broken out from the inside out. And then another thing they talk about in there, just like questions I had right at the beginning, was why is the third most powerful person in our government not have security around? What was these security cameras? Why? There shouldn't be this many unanswered questions for if it's just a basic break-in of somebody going after Nancy and then Paul had to take the blow for it, you know? Like I said, sacrificial lamb, uh, uh, media just taking advantage of uh, the story, so they, they throw it all out there one way and then try to uh, influence your uh, way you're seeing it. But there's so much more to it. And uh, and we're talking about, you know, the whole thing about the sixth episode here, the the old, uh, sixth sense, the uh, other side of everything else. There's always more on the other side. You gotta know that there's always more going on, on the other side. But just do your research. Go out there. You vote your gut. You vote your heart. You vote your head. But you gotta get them all on the same page sooner or later. You know, you can't go out there and vote three different ways. You gotta figure it out. But the important thing is, you don't like what's going on. You don't like it, and I don't like it. I'm going to go vote, and I'm looking at all of it with open eyes, clear head, you know, heart on my sleeve. You know, like I said, local elections, you got a little more advantage. You probably know the people. You know the people's family. You know how they was when they was growing up. So, you know, you can kind of figure that out a little easier. National elections, you got to look at the House, you got to look at, you know, the Senate, you got to look at the whole Congress, you got to, you got to look at it all. But just like Pelosi, there's just too many questions that are not answered, and that's what you got to do, you got to go with that and answer, you got to, you know, you got the border, you got the guys, I mean, the Democrats are definitely not doing the job, even though they got control of it all, they're not doing the job, and I don't know what their end game is. I don't know if you just got so many followers trying to pretend to be leaders. That they just do whatever they're told and they're scared? I, I don't know. The point of it all, let's just end this with uh, Uncle Ted and the damn Yankees. Because to me, this is going to be our next uh, national uh, 
our, our saying, our, our uh, new national anthem, if you will. It's going to just be, you know, hey, don't tread on me. You know, whether you're another country or whether you're inside here trying to take over or something, whatever's going on, you know, I'm a damn Yankee true and true. Oh, and that's another episode of The Other Side of Everything Else. So yeah, whatever you're doing, keep searching. I think that's been the theme from day one. You just got to keep searching. You got to keep looking on the other side. Just see if you can find everything else. If you don't find everything else, you just might find what you're looking for anyway. Anyway, yes, till the next time, be good to yourself. Be good to everybody around you. Have a clear conscience with whatever you do. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Listen to both sides. Listen to all three sides. Because I've always said there's three sides to every story. There's his, hers, or how, what's the pronouns? The thems and the days. There's the thems and the days, and then there's the truth. Somewhere in the middle, there's always the truth. I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>